Hey everybody, this is Leslie Battle and I am here for Lampshade Media Live. Next month, November 8th, you're going to see Angie Healy, Becky Brown, and Peter Brick. So get your butts out here and support Lampshade Media for the live show November 8th. This is Lampshade Media Presents Live. Everybody, welcome to Lampshade Media Presents Live. Yeah. Oh, thank you all so much for coming. We have, uh, I think we have hit capacity tonight. It's a possibility. I'm not 100% sure. There's two empty chairs in this room, and we've like, you know, for people that haven't been to a show, there are 19 Pizza Hut chairs. <laughs> These chairs definitely came from a Pizza Hut because I washed... 30 years of Pizza Hut off of them before I allowed any of my guests to sit on them. They were disgusting. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, when uh, Getting started, I want to uh, first, of course, thank our sponsors, okay? Um, you guys are eating Paddy Wagon food tonight. Give it up for Paddy Wagon. Yeah. These guys, uh, the Sheriff Zach James, people are not done clapping. I, I am sorry for talking over. They deserve that. But no, like uh, Zach has supported us from the very beginning. I love the sheriff, and uh, his food's just fucking delicious. I think everyone agrees. So <laughs> I also want to thank uh, Rick Carr tonight for stepping in and taking some photos. If you check him out on Facebook, dude takes amazing photos. Yeah. And we have a new sponsor tonight that I'm very excited about. Our new sponsor is The Garden. And uh, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. We actually uh, have some uh, gifts from The Garden tonight, which I have a, a shit ton of lube here. So I kind of just wanted to just do this. Yeah, get all of the lube. And then like, I don't know, is anybody excited about like a little extra? All right, Ben, and there you go, there you go. We got one more. Oh, I lied. This one is uh, one of a kind. This is the only of this specific type of lube that we have. So uh, I'm going to say who's the most excited to get this one. Oh, that's you. That's you for sure. That's you for sure. We also got some earbuds here. These are all door prizes. Who wants an earbud from the garden? Because I think this is for listening to porn privately. I don't know what... All right. Oh, sorry. All right. Kelsey... And, uh, oh, back in the corner! I really, I really threw that hard. I'm glad I did not smoke her in the face. <laughs> All right, so that's fun. But the garden also gave us some more prizes, which I'm not going to reveal just yet. Um, they're, they're definitely fun. You're going to have a good time. Um, those prizes are going to be given to uh, whoever asks the most interesting questions as judged by our comedians at our Q&A. So... Yeah, start, list, start thinking about questions you want to ask, things that might be either the most funny or the most interesting question you can think of, something like, you know, just, just use your noodle, you know, come up with it. Um, we're also giving away, Lampshade Media is giving away airtime. We think who might ask the funniest question might be a good person to get on the show. So 
If you want to be on the show, ask a question, and the, the comedians will judge uh, that. And uh, we'll give you a call during an interview, and uh, you know you could talk to the comedian, ask more questions, because obviously that's the point. That's what you're good at. <laughs> all right. So I think I've gone through all of the uh, all all of the opening, you know, housekeeping items, and now I think everybody's ready to for me to shut up and uh, for Ian to start. You guys can catch him on uh, second Saturdays. I I am looking at my notes for anyone that uh, gives a shit. Um, <laughs> no, true stories with glass cannon. This is a comedy gang. I'm very specific about that. It's a comedy gang. Ian is a member of this gang, and every second Saturday, you can come and check them out. So, and, and you know what? We didn't say where that was. Ian, where is that? Cafe Kerouac. Cafe Kerouac. Hey, put Cafe Kerouac on your radar. Here's a little free, uh, free uh, advertising for them. They are huge. Cafe Kerouac has a great stage. It's an intimate room. There's a ton of comedy going on there all the time, and on the second Saturday of every month... You get true stories with glass cannon. So without further ado, I want you all to give it up for Ian Miller. Keep it going for Mel. Hey, is this your drink, homie? All right. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, before I get started, I need to address uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, if you guys are wondering why my eyes look like this, it's because I'm half Asian and super baked right now. <laughs> Here's the thing. Ian has a no edibles before telling jokes rule, uh, but Mel has like white chocolate edibles, so that rule got <laughs> broken. Oh, man. Dude, it's the best part about being Asian, though, is that I get to get super baked and go to work and no one can say shit to me. <laughs> it's fantastic. One time, one lady tried to start something. I walked in, and she was like, hey, Ian, your eyes are really squinty right now and really red. Are you high? I was like, no, I'm Asian. Now you're racist. <laughs> like, what's up? I, don't, I didn't make the rules, but you are not allowed to say squinty to an Asian kid. <laughs> and you know what? Let's see who wins this fight in HR, Pam. <laughs> and you know what? Fuck it. When we get done there, I'm going to say you said chinky because I hate you. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Oh, man, it's not like all sunshine and rainbows being Asian, though. Uh, like, <laughs> every Asian I know has at least one Asian parent, and that's just not worth it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, not at all. <laughs> Their expectations are way too high. Like, my dad's the Asian parent, uh, and his expectations were just too high. When I was in school, he thought I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Uh, after school, I was a cage fighter, and he thought I was going to be the UFC champion. <laughs> Fuck you guys for laughing, all right? Like... <laughs> That's what I wanted to be, so, you know. Uh, but now, he lives in Florida, and all he knows about me is that I smoke weed and tell jokes. Uh, and this winter, he called me up, and he was like, hey, Ian, do you want a bong for Christmas? I was like, hey, Dad, when the fuck do you give up on me? <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was like, I haven't, all right? I think you can be the best comedian in the world. I just know that weed is like steroids for comedy, and it's about time that you start juicing, okay? I was like, fair enough. Ah, oh, man. So, like, he's Korean, so I'm half Korean. And when you, you're half Korean, you get asked a stupid question a lot, and it goes like this. Oh, you're Korean? 
that's cool. North or south? Yeah, for those of you not laughing, which is like the left side, uh, no one's from North Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, fun fact, no one's this big in North Korea. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, f freedom gets you this big. Like, and all they get is white rice and sadness. <laughs> they stay real small. It's okay, man, they can't hear me. <laughs> like, it's, it's one of their many rules. Uh, somebody asked me what my comedy goals were, and I realized I only had two goals. One, that joke gets so popular, I get condemned by the North Korean government. <laughs> right, that'd be sweet. Number two is, I get on TV, and every girl that's ever rejected me uh, realizes that their life has been turned into a fucked up version of Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy. <laughs> those, are, those are my only goals. I need better goals, man. <sighs> Do we have any cat people in this room? Do we have any cat people? Make some noise, yeah. The only thing I hate more than cats are cat people. So <laughs> like, like, that sucks, you know? Dude, I just, I'm like a dog person, like through and through. Uh, I live in a house with three dogs. Uh, I recently adopted a pit bull puppy from the Humane Society. Uh, better people clap there. <laughs> we, got, we got one guy. One guy's real cool. Um, rest of you guys are okay. Um, but no, his name's Carl. Uh, he's adorable. People ask me what it's like to own a pit bull, and the answer is it's just like owning a regular dog, except he's too athletic for his own good. And if you guys are like, what does that mean? Well, it means that Carl has a six-foot vertical leap. Uh, yeah, and the only way I know that is because I have a six-foot privacy fence, and he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, at all. Like, not even a little. Uh, his favorite thing to do is jump up and shit talk the pugs that live behind us. Uh, and one day their owner took exception to this. They were like, hey man, you need to talk to your dog. He's being aggressive. I'm like, no, he's not. He's being a puppy. The only way he could be aggressive is if on the first jump he did this, and on the second jump he did that. <laughs> I still wouldn't talk to him. This gangster as fuck. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's just badass. Uh, my roommate has a dog named Gary, uh, and I always put that in air quotes. He noticed it. Uh, he gets uh, points for observation. Uh, the reason I always put that in air quotes is because Gary's actually a quarter timber wolf. Uh, the only problem is he's cross-eyed in one eye. Uh, so this, lay this way, he looks majestic as fuck, uh, but this way, he looks like the retarded hyena from The Lion King. <laughs> It's super unfortunate. Uh, but when you, when you have three dogs, you have to go to the dog park or they'll destroy your house. Uh, the only problem is you can't take a wolf to a dog park, <laughs> you know? So my roommate came up with this great little lie that he's a half husky, half German shepherd. It works out because that's the only thing he kind of looks like. Uh, we were at the uh, dog park hanging out and this woman walked up to us. She was like, hey, beautiful animal. What kind of dog is that? My roommate's like, oh, he's a half husky, half German shepherd. She said, that's weird. I have a half husky, half German shepherd. And they look nothing alike. And I was just like, bitch, you need to shut the fuck up. And quit asking so many goddamn questions, all right? We roll three deep with the wolf and a pit bull. Do not fuck with us. Uh, and she hasn't come back. We just uh, <laughs> own a dog park now. <laughs> It's sweet. Ah, oh, man. All right. I, I like you guys, and I feel like you trust me, uh, so we're going to get weird. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Uh, how do we? All right, we live in a crazy world. No one can deny that. We live in an absolutely, we have a crazy ass president, uh, but I'm going to level with you uh, for like a minute. I was one of those, let's give him a chance, guys. Uh, and let me explain myself. All right, I can feel it, okay? <laughs> like, I didn't vote for the motherfucker, all right? I was just like, maybe, and here's why, all right? It was the day after Inauguration Day. I'm on the internet. I see not one, not two, but four different pictures of George W. Bush fucking up putting on a poncho. <laughs> I was like, he was president for eight years. We're going to be okay. You know what I mean? And then like two weeks later, I was like, hey, can we get that poncho motherfucker back, please? Like, this has gone terribly. But I did have a billion dollar idea uh, at that moment. Here, here's what it is. Uh, I'm going to work with George W. Bush. Uh, and we're going to come up with our own brand of Worcestershire sauce that's just called the W. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Some of you guys are with me. The rest of you, here's the commercial. Right? You got all the bushes sitting around the table. George is about to take a bite into a steak. He looks at his wife. He's like, hey, honey, will you pass me the Worcestershire? The Worcestershire? The Worcestershire? Then he cuts to the camera and he's like, does this ever happen to you? <laughs> Do you guys ever look silly when you try to say things? <laughs> Next time, just ask for the W. Bam. And on the front, it's a picture of him fucking up putting on a poncho, right? <laughs> Game over, I'm rich, right? Like that's it. That's it, man. I have the best idea for shitty people. It's crazy. It's, it's my talent. Uh, the other day I smoked two blunts and figured out the border wall. Like, you're, you're welcome. Like, they, they shut down the government because they couldn't figure it out. Two blunts, me, done. All right. Here's the plan. Uh, we're going to get NBC to pay for the border wall. Uh, here's how. Uh, NBC has a great relationship with Donald Trump. Uh, NBC also hosts the show American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah, that border wall just got turned into a 15-foot warped wall. What's up, right? You get to the top, you hit the buzzer, you get to become an American citizen and Mexican-American ninja warrior. <laughs> Fucking done, all right? And you know what's crazy? Like, 10 minutes ago, you guys would have been like, fuck the border wall, and now you're like, I'm for it. <laughs> like, make me president is what I'm trying to say. Uh, man, no, uh, it's just crazy. It's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm from a very small town uh, where I was one of two not white people. Uh, I am half Korean and half Mexican. Uh, I'm Corexican, uh, right? <laughs> Here's how I got that nickname. <laughs> it's the first day I moved to a town. Uh, I sit down, and the kid looks at me, and he's just like, hey, you're not white. And I was like, fucking good guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nailed it. He was like, what are you? I was like, I'm half Korean and half Mexican. He went, your new nickname is Corexican. And I went, fuck, that's good. <laughs> like, racist as hell, but great ass nickname. You know what I mean? Uh, it's wild, though, because it was like me and a Puerto Rican kid uh, were the only two not white people in my graduating class. Uh, I smoked a ton of weed. Uh, he got a woman pregnant in high school. Uh, combined, we were the literal plot to the movie Reefer Madness. <laughs> like, 
That's pretty tight. Uh, in our defense, the only things to do in that town were to do drugs and get people pregnant. Uh, so at the same time, we were also the Mexicans that came to town and took everyone's jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Got him again. Uh, <laughs> There were tons of white supremacists there, though, like tons and tons and tons. Uh, and I truly hate them to like my core uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, the main one, though, is that their math sucks. You know what I mean? Like the first rule of genetics uh, is you got to spread out the gene pool like straight away. Like, have you seen what we've done to purebred dogs lately? Like, Have you seen these little monsters? Uh, do you remember those pugs from earlier? Uh, if they sneeze too hard, their eyes pop out. Like, <laughs> That's just a problem with being a pug nowadays. Like, that sucks. Uh, and I think it's the same reason that only white people are allergic to peanut butter. You know what I mean? No, like, I really do. Like, uh, I think that George Washington Carver uh, did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I think he was pulling a long con, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, I'm going to make a snack that's healthy and delicious and will kill you if you don't fuck black people. <laughs> that's, that's how it be. Man. <laughs> uh, let's, talk, let's talk more about me. Uh, uh, like I was talking about earlier, I was a cage fighter for seven years. Uh, some of you guys look very surprised by that. Uh, you should be. <laughs> You're not supposed to be this doughy in a professional athlete. Who knew? You know, I didn't. Uh, I actually didn't even think that I needed to have talent. Uh, my entire career was based around the quote that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Uh, but it turns out when talent does work hard, it's a real motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's terrible, man. Uh, people ask me what's better all the time. They're just, they're just like, what's better, being a fighter or being a comedian? And the answer is being a comedian every time, and here's why. Uh, the bad nights. Uh, bad night as a comedian, you tell a bunch of jokes into a microphone and nobody laughs. Bad night as a fighter, somebody beats the shit out of you in front of your friends and family. Like, that is, that is terrible. You get more girls uh, being a comedian, and I didn't even know that, but it's true. Apparently, it is less attractive to be angry. I'm <coughs> so high right now. I am sorry. Um, apparently, it is less attractive uh, to be funny. I'm sorry. I completely <laughs> forgot this joke. Uh, I made eye contact with Dan Seabury, and that's why I laughed so hard, because he was like, you're not in this universe right now, son. Like, that's... That's what happens. So, like comedians than fighters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> apparently, it's less attractive to be uh, angry, violent, and poor than it is to be funny, depressed, and also poor. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Nailed that shit. Uh, <laughs> fucking crushing it right now. Oh man, I just moved to the shittiest neighborhood. Uh, that's another fun fact about me. Uh, I lived in a really shitty neighborhood and I moved to a shittier one. Uh, so that sucks. Um, here's how I should have known it was a bad neighborhood. As I was moving in, we talked about the pit bull earlier. It makes it really hard to find a spot to live. And as we were moving in, I was talking to the landlord. I was like, hey man, is it okay if my pit bull lives here? And he looked at me and he said, if I were you, I would definitely get a fucking pit bull to live here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, it, was, 
It was not looking good. Uh, I miss my old spot because it was terrible. Like, it was truly terrible. Like, it was as bad as a place can be, but still be expensive because of gentrification. You know what I mean? Like that, oh, man, it sucked. Uh, but it was directly behind the world's coolest Wendy's. Uh, and I'll never have a love like that again. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing, and I was thinking about this, and I was talking about it with my roommates, and they all agreed with me, so I know I'm not a terrible person for saying this. I've loved every dog I've ever had, right? Like, to the like my core, like I have. Uh, it has taken me way longer to get over moving away from this Wendy's than any of those animals dying. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I'm just like, man, like, here's the thing. It's like, how bad, like, it's so bad that sometimes when I'm hungry, I'm just like, I wonder what that cashier at Wendy's is doing right now. Like, I wonder if he's good. You know what I mean? Like, it was so, dude, we went through some shit together. Uh, and here's one of the, one of the instances. I was at Wendy's. I was going to get a four for four. Uh, the woman behind me decided she was going to have a heroin overdose. Yeah, I had just moved in. I was like, holy shit. Wendy's guy was like, this is just a Tuesday, dog. Like, <laughs> happens all the time. Uh, he goes and he calls 911 at the same exact time. A 75-year-old man just, like, kicks open the door and is like, how's it going, everybody? And I'm just like, not now, all right? <laughs> like, I love the energy, just like, we busy, <laughs> you know? And he was like, what's going on? I was like, heroin overdose. And then he said, I was smoking rocks for 30 years. Let me handle it. <laughs> Fun fact, if anybody says that, you go ahead and let them fucking handle it. <laughs> 30 years of smoking cracks like 120 years of college. All right, like, he knows shit you cannot, you just don't know. You know what I mean? And then it was awesome. He walked over to the lady, and he looked at her boyfriend, and he was like, what's her name? And the boyfriend was like, her name's Crystal. And then he <laughs> grabbed Crystal's jacket, and he was like, Crystal, are you there? Crystal, can you hear me? And then he was like, Crystal, you're embarrassing yourself. Uh, <laughs> then he reached way back and smacked the fuck out of Crystal. Uh, I was shocked, but the crazy thing is, is that she came to like that scene in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, <gasps> And then the Wendy's guy was like, holy shit, a crackhead slap is just like Narcan. And that's how bonds are formed. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to be able to do that. Um, Here's the thing is like I thought nobody was going to be able to like one up that and then I now live right next to like right across the street from like a corner store in the bottoms uh, and none of you guys are far too white and privileged to know how shitty that is. Uh, but just to like give you a peek behind uh, the dude at the corner store two days ago told me to come over and shoot somebody if I needed him to. Are you tight with anybody like that? <laughs> Because I didn't think I was either. <laughs> but apparently the guy I buy cigarettes from is like, I like killing people. Um, so that's where I'm at now with my life. Shit, what else are we going to talk about? How much, am I good on time? He's just gone. Uh, all the time I got, all right, cool. Uh, I just see Seabree over there like, hurry the fuck up. I want to tell jokes too. Um, we've talked about my dogs. We talked about me beating people up. We talked about my shitty new house. Um, 
Yeah, we're gonna talk about how terrible I am with women. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's real bad. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I figured it out. I'm pretty sure I know why. Uh, it's because, uh, like most uh, dudes, I want three things out of a lady. Um, I want a lady that's fun to hang out with, uh, I want a lady that's attractive, and I want a lady that's sane. Uh, <laughs> hear them giggle at sane? Like, they're just like, nah, bitch. Like, stop there. And, and they're right. They know that like, you only get to pick two. Like, that's, that's just how it works. And like, I've, I will never waste a pick on sane. You know what I mean? Like, not about it. No. And sometimes people are like, why, Ian? And it's like, no sane girl's ever let me blow my load on the back of her Little Wayne tramp stamp. You know what I mean? <laughs> you say, ooh, but you'd do it. <laughs> you, you would. Uh, and then after I say that, some people are like, how do you know it was a Little Wayne tramp stamp? And I'm just like, it said Wheezy, so I, like, it's like that or she had asthma. You know what I mean? Like, and that seems weird to get tramp stamped. <laughs> I'm not good at picking out women to date. I'm not good at picking out what to do with women on dates. I'll give you an example. Uh, one time I went on a date with a little person. Uh, she was four foot eight, but had a fantastic sense of humor. Uh, do you guys remember light up tennis shoes we had when we were kids? She fucking had those. <laughs> like, how cool is that? I was like, I know what we'll do, dinner and a movie. Long story short, everybody else that saw Wreck-It Ralph that day thinks I'm a pedophile. <laughs> Nah, man. Yeah, yeah. He heard Red Ralph and he was like, great movie. Then he heard Pedophile and he was like, didn't even think about it. Like, that's how it was with me too, bro. Uh, uh, no, and then, like, so I was really bad with women and I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll exclusively date single moms. Um, and if you get the chance, go ahead and do that. Like, <laughs> I'm not even fucking around. It's fantastic. Uh, it's the snacks, man. Like, <laughs> like the first time I was ever leaving, hooking up with a single mom, she was like, hey, Ian, do you want a go-gurt? I was like, <laughs> I do. <laughs> like, I do. Pussy's great, but nothing's better than pussy in a Capri Sun. Like, <laughs> no, I'll tell you that right now. I'll leave you guys with this story. Uh, I uh, recently lost like a good bit of weight and one of the ways that I did it was I just picked a different diet to do for 30 days and I did it and it's really bad. Don't do that to your body. Plot twist, it's terrible. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I did was like, I'm gonna be vegetarian for a month uh, and my first meal I ever had while I was vegetarian was s'mores, Pop-Tarts and Bosco sticks. <laughs> and I was like, this is gonna be easy as fuck. <laughs> And it was. Uh, crushed the shit out of that diet. Um, but my favorite part about that first meal is that my roommate's girlfriend walked in as I was making it. What you need to know about her, she's a native Japanese lady, born and raised in Japan. Uh, she walked in, she was like, hey Ian, what are you cooking? I was like, Bosco sticks, do you remember these from high school? She said no. I was like, fair enough. Uh, and then I was like, let me give you a real quick rundown. What we have here is uh, deep fried bread, filled with processed cheese. And she was just like, you feed that to children? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, for four straight years. 
and then she kept staring at me, but I could tell by the look in her eyes she was super pissed that they lost World War II. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me, guys. Please welcome Mel back to the stage. All right, give it up again for Ian. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to remind you one more time while you're all excited. Keep uh, thinking of your questions because two of you are going to get call-ins on the show where you get to talk to the comedian uh, during the interview. And two of you are going to get something from the garden that's uh, awesome. So keep thinking about that. In the meantime, while you're thinking, I'm also going to introduce Mr. Dan Seabree. Let me tell you about this man. All right. This man came from Dayton to Columbus, all right? He's, 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 a, he's a recent member of our tribe, okay? We're, we're bringing him in, and it's very exciting because he's fucking hilarious. He's amazing, and I am so glad that we've gotten to know each other over the past few months. Like, you're an awesome dude. I'm not going to get too sentimental because right now what I'm going to do is tell you that he is going to be taking over a show for Amber Falter, the Growling Gremlin. Have you guys heard of the Growling Gremlin? Let's give it up for the Growling Gremlin. Yeah, the show is uh, is be, is uh, just this very evening. You're missing out on their uh, on their two year reunion, but uh, you know that's your fault. <laughs> you chose me. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Okay, but anyway, he's gonna be taking over. So you can see that every first Tuesday at the uh, Brewery District uh, Growling uh, Daily Growler, I should say. Um, and that's, again, that's every first Tuesday at the Daily Growler in the Brewery District. That's the Growling Gremlin Show. It's a fantastic show. Dan's going to do a great job with it. Um, also, Dan is also uh, hosting, or, or is the producer? Yeah, you are basically the shit in charge, the person putting skin on the, in the game at uh, Super Dope Comedy Festival. So check this out. It's Super Dope Comedy Festival. It's kind of a big deal. Um, you know what? He, you've talked about it. Like you're very passionate about it. He's very excited about this. And how many how many how many acts do you have at this festival? Um, it's six different shows, fifty four comedians. Six shows, fifty four comedians. The Super Dope Comedy Festival. Um, you can uh, learn more about that at Wileyscomedy.com. That's W I L E Y S Comedy.com. So, without further ado and, and making you guys not as warm as you should be, I want you to give like a hearty welcome to Dan Seabury, who's about to make you laugh your ass off. All right. One more time for Dan Seabury. Give it up. And then this one's yours. That's mine. All right. We got the drink sorted out. I'm going to exit stage. <laughs> that was uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, Mel's my mom, and he just introduced me to her new coworkers. <laughs> and, uh, that was very sweet of all. And I'm embarrassed now. Uh, he really spoke pretty highly of me, and it's a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> I give it up for Ian, the stonedest dude here. <laughs> I'm. I'm pretty sure when he said Gogurt, he actually fell asleep. I, I don't know if you guys. He's like Gogurt. Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> very fun, very funny. Uh, I'm an old soul. I work at a J.C. Penny, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know all of your grandparents, and 
You guys should really call them. They're pretty bummed you're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, I love working at Penny's. I work in the optical department, and one day I was working, and a gal, she came in, her hair was all frazzled. She was, like, hyperventilating. And, you know, I was concerned. I was like, hey, have a seat. Are you doing okay? And she was like, no, I'm very stressed out. I just took my cat to the all-natural holistic vet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did you just throw your cat in the woods and tell me about it? Because... Uh, <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> and it's 9 a.m. and I have a tie on, so I have to be like the ninth dude you've told today. This is not good. And she was like, no, I took my cat to the all-natural vet to get acupuncture. Yeah, and the fact that she didn't call it catupuncture made me so fucking mad. Like, way more mad than it ever should have. It was I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, dude, it's right there. What you're doing is so stupid. Just own it. You know what I mean? You're getting acupuncture for your cat. Just call it what it is. It's fucking catupuncture. It's right there. Like I said, unreasonably angry. And, uh, and, you know, I was like, I was like, all right, why the hell did I get so mad? And I think I figured it out. I think it came from a place of jealousy and envy. You know what I mean? Because I'm jealous of that setup, you know? Because I wish I was that cat. Because uh, then I would have health insurance, and uh, <laughs> that would be pretty nice. <laughs> Here's the thing. I wrote that joke when I was 25, and I turned 26 one month ago. And, yeah, so saying it hurts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Not enough to do anything about it. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, it's a bummer. <laughs> no, I love, I love working at Penny's. It's my favorite job I've ever had. I hang out with the custodians every day. Those are the people I check in with. It's actually a pretty cool story how we met. Is uh, One day on my lunch break, I went behind the dumpsters to smoke a joint, and they caught me and did not tell my supervisor. So, <laughs> new best friends. <laughs> Nicest dudes I've ever met. They're really cool. Um, but one of the cool things about working at JCPenney is it's like surprisingly inclusive for a company that's like 900 years old. Like, it's really amazing. <laughs> You know, like what they do for whatever holiday it is, they'll put up a huge display up in the center of pennies. So no matter like your faith or whatever, you can just celebrate together. You know, so like for uh, Halloween, they do like a big pumpkin and a spooky skeleton. For Christmas, they do a Christmas tree, Santa's sleigh. And for Hanukkah, they actually have a giant dreidel menorah. They set it up in the center of pennies, leave it up for eight days. Then on the ninth day, obviously Hanukkah's over, so they got to tear it down. So I was checking in with my custodian buddies on that ninth day, and I was like, hey, Pete, what do you got to do today? And he's like, I got to go tear down that giant dreidel and menorah. I was like, well, good luck making that not look like a hate crime, dude. Uh, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> um, haven't seen him since, so uh, I think he got canned. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I'm really excited to be here. I'm super psyched. I love doing shows. The last show I did, uh, a middle-aged white man came up to me, and he put his hand on my shoulder, and he's like, I got a new nickname for you which is the worst way for anyone to start a conversation ever. Unless he's like, hey, I just killed your mom with a dog. Anyway, uh, <laughs> like, that'd be a, a worse thing. So he put my hand, his, uh, he put my hand on his shoulder. He was like, we need to talk. No, um, he put his hand on my shoulder, and he was like, your new, new nickname from now on is Ginger, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, dude's already a redhead. That's, uh, <laughs> that's not a nickname. You just called me some other dude's name. That's not... <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> that's so rude. That doesn't make any sense. I guess that's like if I came up to you and I was like, hey, man, you look like you like football. I'm going to call you normal size forehead, Peyton Manning from now on. How do you like that? <laughs> Isn't that just fun for you? <laughs> but, you know, my dad's dead, so he's the only male role model I have. So just call me Ed Sheeran from now on. Now, <laughs> really, uh, really appreciate it. Um, sorry to drop that bomb on you. Uh, imagine my surprise. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way. Um, 
uh, the other day on Facebook, uh, I got invited to a murder mystery party. And as soon as I got the invite, I called the cops. Boom, murder solved. What's up? Uh, <laughs> I was the fastest one to do it. I should still get the door prize. That's my opinion, Evan. Uh, just give it to me. I won. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's why I called the cops on that murder mystery party. A, I'm not qualified, so I outsourced it. Duh, that's common sense. <laughs> but also, like, a murder mystery party doesn't sound fun to me. That doesn't sound like a good time. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like themed parties. Like, you ever been to, like, an 80s theme party? Okay. Uh, anybody here with friends? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You look like you're friendly with that fella. And <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, but you you've seen like the movies. You know what it is like an '80s party. You put your hair in the goofy ponytail to the side. You put those like neon leggings on. You get to the party. You snort a shitload of cocaine and bitch about Ronald Reagan all night. <laughs> Classic '80s party, man. It's a fun time. I, that sounds like a fun party to me. <laughs> but like a murder mystery theme party. What's what's the theme of that truly? It's death and problem solving, and that sounds like a bummer. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> But uh, if you guys are free after the show, I am going to have a 9-11 whodunit ice cream social. So, uh, <laughs> no cops, though. Uh, <laughs> imagine how funnier that would be if I didn't uh, stutter right in the middle of it. <laughs> it's like I've been doing stand-up comedy for five years, and I still suck at speaking. Uh, <laughs> hence the pop. Um, um, I'm, I'm actually from Dayton, Ohio. You know that place you've heard on the news a lot recently? Uh, yeah, I live, I'm from there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love, I love, I like, I like living in Columbus. It's, it's pretty cool. A lot of people ask me, like, what's the difference between going from, like, a small town to a big town? And I was like, it's just, you know, louder is really it, and there's more shit to do. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's cool. I like it. I do, I, I like living here. I think the only thing I really miss about Dayton is uh, the local news. Not my friends or family or anything like that, but just, uh, <laughs> just the local news. The Facebook page, to be specific. Get, make some noise if you guys follow the Dayton Daily News on Facebook. You all are collectively blowing it as a group. I hope you know. <laughs> Dude, it's the, you can do it. You don't have to live there to follow it, but you should. This is what I say about the Dayton Daily News Facebook page. Go for the articles, but stay for the comment sections because it's a real fun time. It's uh, really cool. It doesn't matter what article is posted. You can read the comments. You can open it up. If you read one comment, you're like, wow, that's a really thought-provoking, interesting comment. I never thought of it from that perspective. I'm glad I read it. And then you can read the very next comment down. You're like, that's racist. Uh, <laughs> that's insane. I can't believe it's legal to put that on the internet. <laughs> but the other day, this is true, I saw an article posted on the Dayton Daily News about a Pizza Hut delivery driver who got robbed, which is a bummer. But the dude that robbed him didn't steal any money, didn't steal his car, didn't steal his phone, didn't steal his wallet. The only thing that dude stole was two large pizzas and a box of breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, and I immediately thought, what does my community think about this? And, uh, right? And uh, so I opened up the comment sections. The first number one most liked comment was, quote, that's why you always have to have a conceal and carry on you. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum about the Second Amendment. All I'm saying is it's just pizza. You know, it's uh, not that big a deal. Also, it's Pizza Hut pizza. That's like the worst one, right? Like, that's, it's so bad, I'm surprised Pizza Hut doesn't serve it at gunpoint. You know what I mean? It's like, eat this fucking pizza. Uh, now, my favorite part about that article, and this was at the very end, and I think it should have been the first thing that they said, is the guy that robbed that Pizza Hut driver was not armed. 
Yeah, that means that guy was like, give me that fucking pizza. And the delivery driver was like, yeah, get this shit away from me. I, <laughs> my car smells terrible. It's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> you guys, uh, that was a creepy uplook. I was like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's great for the pod. Uh, <laughs> you guys, fucking everyone, who has a white claw in here? Oh, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. There's a short. <laughs> uh, yeah, did you guys know that uh, Four Loco is making their own version of the White Claw? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And that's all you need to know that the uh, economy should not be completely unregulated. I think <laughs> there should be a couple eyes on that puppy. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, what the fuck? It's, it's a fucking hard seltzer thingy, and it comes with 14.3% alcohol and a gun. It's just not safe. It's just a dangerous <laughs> thing to have. You know, if you have Four Loco in your house, you are more likely to be involved in a Four Loco-related incident than you would be if you didn't have any in your house. It's a dangerous game to be playing. Uh, <laughs> you guys like impressions? How about that, huh? Yeah! Yeah! yeah I only have one. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be quick. This is my impression. Uh, this is also a slash the dirtiest joke I've ever written. And uh, this is my impression of the blowjob in the wild, wild west. The place, not the movie. Uh, <laughs> Got to make that very clear. There's no mechanical spiders involved in this impression. All right, okay. <clears throat> this is my impression of a blowjob in the wild, wild west. Okay, here we go. Pating. You know, like a spittoon? <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> uh, I guess I did a really good impression. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, are you guys uh, familiar with the Jitterbug phone? It's the phone for senior citizens. It's got, yeah, it's got a big screen, big buttons, limited functions, so it doesn't confuse their dumb old brains, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Verizon sold the Jitterbug phone, but they recently stopped selling it because their client base kept dying off. And... Okay, I just felt a lot of you get uncomfortable with what I just said. Uh, <laughs> which, that's fair, I get it, death is spooky. Uh, but, here's what, <laughs> but here's what you should know about me. I did not invent people, so it is not my fault that they... <laughs> I probably would have left that part out, uh, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh... You know, but I think, look, I, uh, you know, I think Verizon could have used the information to sell more phones. Truly, I do. I think this should have been Verizon's pitch for the Jitterbug, knowing all that. You know, they should have been like, not only is the Jitterbug very simple to use, but over 95% of our customers never have to pay for the full two-year contract. <laughs> so come on down to Verizon. Get the last phone you'll ever own. Uh, <laughs> 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 that one's so fucking fun. Uh, <laughs> um, so I just moved here, and uh, me, my girlfriend and I, or partner, I don't know what the good way to say it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, both. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, but we only have one car. So we, what we do is, is our strategy is we take turns every other day Ubering and then driving. You know what I mean? It's so like Monday... She's Ubering. <laughs> Tuesday, I'm, you know. So we alternate days. So here's the thing, though. I 
am not a morning person, and I work a nine to five, so I'm not like super outgoing in the morning. So when you call an Uber, you guys have done this before. When you call an Uber, and you like you call it, they'll say like Kevin, and then in quotes, known for great conversation. Fuck that at eight a.m. I'm not into that at all. So this is this is my strategy it's to avoid like talking and having a full conversation. Is uh, I will get in the car, I'll say hello, put my headphones in. They'll take me 10 minutes to work, and I will tip $13 because I feel guilty for not being, like, nice. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not, like, mean or anything. I'm just, like, I haven't had my coffee, and I kind of fucking hate working. <laughs> and I want to be in bed. So so one t- this is the craziest thing that ever happened to me in an Uber is the guy picked me up. I said, hello, uh, headphones in. We're, like, two blocks from my house. We're at a stoplight. All of a sudden, car peels off. It's a hit and run. I was, like, oh, shit. Now I definitely have to talk to my Uber driver. Fuck, this, <laughs> my morning's ruined. And uh, then uh, he like, we got out of the car and then he like started crying and I had to give him a hug. And I was like, this is karma for sure. And then I tipped him $12 and called a different Uber. <laughs> and that's, not, like, that's, not, like, that's, that's not a crazy story, right? That's just like an unfortunate like, experience that happens for everybody, right? So the, that was the craziest thing, which isn't that crazy, that happened to me in Uber until three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, my, me and my buddy, we got drunk at the bar, and we're like, we're going to go to this house party, so why don't we call an Uber, you know, safety first, then teamwork. And uh, um, so uh, so we call an Uber, we get in, we say hello, and, like, you know, it's only a 10-minute drive, and, like, you know, we say hi, we're just, like, fucking shithouse, just being stupid, just being obnoxious boys in their 20s, and she's driving, and then five minutes into the drive, she hits her brakes, it's like, Aah! and then a dude darts across the street, and we're like, holy shit, and she's like, yeah. That could have been, like, really bad. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, <laughs> good observation. And uh, we're like, I'm glad you didn't, you know, fucking hit him. That, <laughs> that would have been a bummer. And then, so, you know, this is quiet, just like this, just like here, just exactly this feeling. And then two minutes goes by, and she's like, you know, 17 years ago, I hit a man with my car while driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know how uncomfortable it feels in here now that I said that part out loud? <laughs> Imagine that same feeling and vibe, but condensed into a Nissan Sentra, you know? (laughs) Just very palatable. (laughs) You could taste it. It was very uncomfortable. And, you know, I was drunk, so I was like, hey, you know you're an Uber driver, right? (laughs) Also, do they know that you're an Uber? (laughs) And, you know, and then she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, they know. I was like, okay. And then my... (laughs) I was like, this is weird. Like, just to bring it up at all <laughs> is odd, you know? And then my best friend, I love him so much. He was so drunk. And he's a Gemini, so we like, fucking talk shit when he shouldn't. And he was like, well, uh, did you mean to do it? <laughs> <laughs> fair question. <laughs> hey, it's fair, and it's fair. And she was like, no, I didn't mean to do it. This is what happened. It was 17 years ago. It was like 3 in the morning. I was only 17 years old. She's like, I was working at McDonald's, and I had to work a 14-hour shift. And had she ended the story there, I was like, yeah, I would have fucking hit six people on my way home. I don't really, <laughs> I would have fucking just been a sport out of it, you know? Uh, and so she was like, you know, a bunch of people called off. I was there so, so long, and I was really, really tired. And so I got in my car. I drove away. What? I didn't see him, and then boom. Like, yeah, again, you can, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> And then she was like, but I had found out that two days before I hit him, he had gotten out of prison for being a pedophile. And I was like, you should have said that part first, because that, 
changes the vibe of the entire conversation. Like, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, if you went up to two drunk white dudes, and you're like, hey, you want to hear a story about the one time I hit and killed a man with my car? <laughs> if that was a pedophile? We, I'd probably be like, yeah, that sounds pretty neat. <laughs> that sounds interesting. That way, when you call her up on Uber, it can say, Karen, quote, known for snuffing out evil. And I think that would be... Uh, <laughs> I fucking love this hype man I got over here. <laughs> yeah, daddy. <laughs> Sick. Cool. Um, I'm one of those cat people Ian talks shit about. <laughs> I'm your savior, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> Although I do want to meet your dog. They sound cute. <laughs> Uh, I just uh, I just adopted a cat. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, uh, everyone. Um, uh, that was a lie. Uh, <laughs> I did not adopt a cat. Um, I adopted a five foot by seven foot painting of a cat, though. That is true. Uh, no, for real. I have a five foot by seven foot painting of an all white cat laying on like a couch, kind of like Rose in the Titanic, like paint me like one of your French cats. Like that's the vibe. I have pictures. If you don't believe me, I am more than happy to show you. She's my kid at this point. I love this baby. And her name's Weymouth after uh, Tina Weymouth, the bass player from Talking Heads. Uh, yeah, she's all white for, yeah, it's great. Um, and so this is how I got it is I I got it when I lived in Dayton you know so I lived downtown you know that whole block but then I worked in the suburbs so what I would do is I always take these back roads to get to work and then get home so one day I go to work and then after my shift I fucking am driving and I look over to my left and outside someone's house leaning up against a dumpster is a five foot by seven foot painting of a cat and I was like, this would really tie my living room together. So <laughs> I pop a Yui, and I pull into the driveway, and then I grab the painting, I open up the back seat, and I'm trying to slide it into the back seat, but like, no matter what angle I try and like, put it into the car, it just won't fit. Because like, at the time, I drove a very old, small, compact car. I drove a, a 1998 Mazda um, um, Ashtray. You're right, that's it. Uh, <laughs> that's what it was, I forgot. And uh, so I'm trying, so it's just not fitting. And as I'm doing that, a lady comes out of the house, and she's like, hey, that's not going to fit in your car, but you can keep it. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, I'm two steps ahead of you. I've been stealing it for the last 15 minutes. Uh, your permission never really once entered my mind, no offense. Uh, <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, hey, do you have anything I can use to tie it down on top of the car so I can get it out of here? And she says, and I quote, nope, all the twine I have is spoken for. Whatever the fuck that means, I have... Who the fuck has twine? Why is it spoken for? This doesn't make any sense. And I was like, uh, well, I'll, you know, I was like, do you have anything at all I can use to tie it down? It doesn't have to be twine. It could be rope. I mean, I'm, I'm not a picky man. And uh, she was like, well, let me go back and check. So she goes into the house, and a few minutes later, she comes out holding an eight-foot orange extension cord. Which I was like, I don't have one of those either, so uh, I'll take it. And so what I do is I put the painting of the cat on top of the car, cat side up, because I figured she's been in inside for a while. She probably could use the sunshine. And then I uh, roll down my, both my back windows and put this extension cord through the windows, tie it, and roll the windows up for safety. <laughs> right? Now, before I get out of the house, I want to know why this lady, you know, is getting rid of a five-foot-by-seven-foot painting of a cat. Because that's like a statement piece, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, if you have that painting, you wanted it. That's all I'm saying, right? 
So I asked her, I'm like, well, hey, why are you getting rid of this painting? And she's like, well, actually, this isn't even my house. It's my sister's house, and she recently just passed away. I'm just cleaning it out, getting rid of all of her stuff, trying to sell the house. This is actually her prized possession. I'm really excited you're taking it. <laughs> now, I was really stoned, so I had two questions. Uh, number one, is this thing haunted? Because uh, <laughs> it's going to be in my living room, and I don't want to have Meow Mix ghosts coming at me on Tuesdays because <laughs> I left the window open. <laughs> Right, and like my second question, like no judgment towards her. I can't even imagine what she's going through. But like I have three siblings of my own, right? And I think if one of them passed away and they had a prized possession, I think selfishly at least, I just want to hang on to it, right? And so I asked her, like, why aren't you going to keep it for yourself? Without skipping a beat, she goes, nah, I'm more of a dog person. (laughs) I was like, I thought you'd be more of a sister person, to be honest, but uh, I didn't know her, so... (laughs) And so then I'm like, I'm like, all right, I get the hell out of there. And now this is my favorite part of the story. Uh, people that drive cars can't tell what's on top of my car. They can tell it's a painting, sure, but of what, no one can really say. People that drive trucks, though, can totally see what's on top of my car, and that shit's funny when you catch it. <laughs> and I'm not saying you're any type of way because you drive a truck, but for the sake of the story, you have to picture with me the most stereotypical person that you could think that would drive a truck that sees me with a five-foot-by-seven-foot painting of a cat on top of it. At the time, I had hair longer than this and just a mustache, right? <laughs> that guy sees me and goes, yo, that dude's liberal. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's so liberal, he voted for Bernie the first time and got stoned and kind of forgot to vote that second time. <laughs> yeah. So I catch a guy. What's catch a guy? I caught a guy. No, <laughs> he's in my basement. Uh, I don't have a basement. I don't know why I went on that horrible riff. Uh, <laughs> I'll just do the joke how I prepared it. <laughs> I don't know what that random tentacle of confidence came from. <laughs> my bad. Uh, so I catch a guy figuring out what's on top of my car. I'm driving. I'm in the left lane, and I want to switch to the right lane. So I like look over, and I see a guy gripped onto his steering wheel, like white knuckle, like hunched over the dashboard, like squinting the head. And I put my eyes back on the road. As soon as I do, that truck revs up. And then I look back, and I see and hear him yell to his girlfriend, It's a goddamn cat! <laughs> and... Then I crashed into the six cars in front of me because it was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> hey, that's going to do it for me, everybody. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> All right, give it up again for that funny motherfucker, Dan Seabree. Yeah. All right. All right, guys, don't forget... Keep thinking of your questions. We got uh, we got two garden gifts. We got two uh, spots on the interview show. Lampshade Media presents. And if you don't know about this show, you should check it out. Lampshade Media presents. Uh, you know, uh, I can't. What is the name right now? Currently, um, we've little spoiler alert. We've changed the name since the last airing of this show. So I'm 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 a little unsure of what the name is currently. But we have some excellent branding for that coming out. In any case, we will see you guys again. Dave Berkey's going to come on. We're going to take a little intermission. Go get yourself some more food, some drink, and a cigarette if you smoke, and whatever's upstairs. We'll see you soon. Hey, while you're on intermission, I just want to tell you real quick about our wonderful sponsors of this event and our podcast 
Lampshade Media has been working with Paddy Wagon Food from the very beginning. Zach James has been a, a huge supporter of uh, of the local scene here in Columbus, not just comedy, but music as well, and other food trucks even. Um, he, has, he is involved with the uh, Columbus Food Truck Association, I believe. All sorts of awesome things he's doing, and that's just off the top of my head. That's, uh, But I, I will tell you that you can find him. You're curious where to get some Paddy Wagon. You go to paddywagon.biz paddywagon.biz and you uh that's his website you can find all the information you need you can find out about catering his menu you can find out about the schedule where their where their trucks are going to be at so uh go check that out paddywagon.biz and and the garden now little little uh little quick update on the garden um they actually uh are working with lampshade media to produce a podcast of their own and that uh, just released the first episode, and that'll be coming out every other week. That is called Sex One Four. Yeah, it's an awesome name. Of course it is. Doug came up with it. <laughs> but that's Doug and Lacey talking about uh, talking about the garden, talking about uh, different toys, different things uh, related to the scene. A lot of sex positivity. A lot of uh, a lot of good shit from the garden that you've uh, come to come to expect. So you'll be hearing that more often, too. So check into that, Sex 1-4. And if you want to learn more about the garden, go to thegardencolumbus.net, thegardencolumbus.net. Um, another, uh, another thing that we've been up to here at Lampshade Media is we got ourselves, we got ourselves a social media coordinator or whatever. So uh, Sam Welch has been helping us out, so I'm going to give her a call here, see, uh, see what she's doing. Hello. Hey, Sam. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I was just telling our our, our fine fine listeners about uh, Paddy Wagon in the garden. And, Very uh, nice. Yeah. Actually, this is news to you too. I just told the listeners, so they're hearing this for the second time. But we are we are just dropping the first episode of Sex One Four, which is uh, the Garden's podcast. Very great. Yeah. I didn't know they had a podcast. Yeah. That's well, great news. we uh, it's been a little under the hat. You know, we've been keeping it back. Uh, we just we recorded the first episode. We're still working on more episodes, but it's going to be coming out every other week. That's going to be uh, Lampshade Media is producing that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they're not only uh, a sponsor, they're also a client. That's awesome. I've been very excited that I've had somebody that, that actually understands how the fuck the internet works. Uh, yes. <laughs> Gen Z will do that to you. No, you've been very helpful because I'm like, what's an Instagram? So, uh, yeah. I've and been... I'm, an Instagram came out basically when I was born. I was born into the internet. Yeah. Not literally, I promise. You just need to say that in Bane's voice. Right. <laughs> so check this out. Platform Brewing Company just signed on with us to uh, sponsor the show. They're giving us uh, a, a whole bunch of beer. And yes, it's pretty amazing. You, you tried it. You were at the show at the last show, right? I tried loads of them. Um, my personal <laughs> favorite because I am white. I really like the seltzers. It was, uh, gosh, there were two of them. Yeah. They had the blood orange yuzu, the watermelon cucumber, strawberry lemonade. That's what it was. I didn't get to try the strawberry lemonade, but now note to sell. Yeah, yeah, you, you know show. those uh, those anything with strawberry and lemonade just goes like 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 hotcakes, you know. Well, right. 
they were really good though. They were great. And I still I I I loved the blockbuster night. I am a huge fan of sour beer. Um Me too. Yeah, I love sour beer. It's 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 just I love anything tart and I'm I'm into like kind of extreme flavors and sour beers are just one of my favorite things uh for a little while now. And I was very happy to, that they uh, hooked us up with some of those. I probably drank more of those than I did anything else. But uh, they also had the Palesner, the New mm, Cleveland yes. Palesner. It's uh, yeah, it's spelled P-A-L-E. Right. I, 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 I'm not sure. That's it's, a good classic. Yeah, a good beer, you know. Give me a beer. Absolutely. Oh, oh here's a New Cleveland Palesner. So yeah, you can you can go see their tasting room. And the reason that I got connected with uh with Platform is I was looking for for a brewery in town to work with, you know. And uh, Chris Fenner has a uh, the Platform Comedy Showcase, and you were on yeah, that, right, he puts Sam? On a great, yeah, I was on that in September. He puts on a really good show. I went and saw that show, and it was really great. And I was like, hey, these guys support local comedy, so I talked to them, and sure enough, that's they were into it. So I was like thrilled. I was completely well, It was a great thrilled. idea. Well, they're just, they seem like they, they really support the community and they're in, obviously they were excited to work with, uh, with the, uh, comedians in town, uh, in their, in their venue and, and with lampshade media. So I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to be working with them. I'm super excited and I can't wait to see you guys at the next show. Uh, November 8th, I will see you there. And hey, I will take some photos. I will hey, post on Instagram. Well, thank you very much. And if you see anything interesting on Instagram, it's because Sam Welch did it. Hmm. <laughs> so hit her up for your social media coordination needs. Yes, please do. Yeah. And uh, check her out. She performs around town. She's a pretty funny person, too. She'll probably. Yes, you can follow me on any uh, platform under It's Sam Welch. That's at It's. Sam Welch, like it is Sam Welch, because believe it or not, Sam Welch is a very common name. Nice. Well, thanks for talking to us, Sam. And thanks again for helping us All right, out. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. All right. I'll see you around. See ya. All right. Welcome back to Lampshade Media Presents Live. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, we had an exciting intermission where we drank and ate and smoked certain things, and I am feeling great. I am now drinking whiskey, so uh, I because my rule is I don't drink whiskey until the beginning of the third act. So I am done with White Claw. Fuck all of that. <laughs> I am well hydrated on White Claw. All right. I'm doing the thing I'm not supposed to do. I'm trying to be funny, and I told Dave I wouldn't do that. All right. I also told Dave that I wouldn't forget my notes. I, he has a lot of notes, okay? Dave is busy as fuck. He is doing shit in this city. If you don't know who he is tonight, like you're about to, and you're going to be overwhelmed with the amount of content he produces. Every first Friday, we have an evening with the Berkeys where Dave and Natalie, his lovely wife, uh, put on a fucking great show. It's six comedians every night, right? Six comedians. It's uh, it's five dollars uh, pre-sale, ten dollars at the door. Go over to Cafe Kerouac. We already talked about them. They're fucking great. Uh, also, 
You guys, uh, listeners, might be familiar with Wonder Doug. Uh, him, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, one of our first performers, first interview. Um, so check out that episode and his uh, live performance where we just give him a phone call because I lost it. Um, anyway, him and... Him and Dave are good buddies. So at Space Bar, every second Thursday, you have the Doug and Dave show. Uh, maybe, maybe Dave will tell us tonight why he's the second name in that. Um, but that's every second Thursday at Space Bar. So check out the uh, Dave and Doug show on Space Bar every second Thursday. And then, this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. We have every third Thursday, Ready Player Fun. You can see this at Shadowbox every third Thursday, Ready Player Fun. What this is, is I, I don't know that I, I haven't seen this show myself. I've only heard tell, and it's pretty fucking great. There's video games involved. There's playing video games with oven mitts on, I think, is a part of this. Like, like maybe you could like explain it a little better, like real quick, because I feel like the concept is amazing. All right, Ready Player Fun is a game show. We've got like a fucking gigantic projector that uh, projects in 4K. Uh, me and Eric Tate host the show. We talk shit while comedians play video games. Uh, comedians play video games against audience members, so you guys could all get a chance to play against them. Uh, there's random disadvantages like oven mitts. They might have to hold my kid on their lap during the show. Uh, <laughs> All kinds of crazy shit, and then they have to do stand-up during the games. Uh, it's pretty fun. Here's the, here's the host. So, um, that isn't a spoiler at all for what you're about to hear. Um, I was just telling him how shitty a host I am, but it's a house show. Like, what are you going to do? Like, right? So, anyway, every third Thursday, go to Shadowbox, check out Ready Player Fun, Space Bar Second Thursdays, Evening with the Berkeys, and the first Fridays at Kerouac. So... Without any more bullshit from my drunk ass, we are about to see an amazing and funny fucking person. Dave Berkey, give it up! Take your drink, please. Take your drink. All right. We're good. That was too much applause. Okay. Oh, man. I know what you guys are thinking. This guy definitely works security at a lid store. Um... You're wrong, though. I don't. <laughs> oh, man, no. I fucking know I look like this, though. I, uh, like, I, I look like an out-of-work U.S. Sky Marshal. Let's fucking talk about it. It's a thing. It's a thing. I'm dealing with it. It's fine. Oh, man, no, I am, um, I'm excited to be here, though. Like, I've never actually gotten to perform in a place that's like, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Like an Ikea showroom, but, like, if Kmart did those. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for hosting. That's fucking, fucking dope. Love this shit. Oh, man. I fucking love Ikea, though. Like, legitimately, I love Ikea. It's fucking a great place. I actually decided I want to, like, write into my will that I want my family to have to, like, all come together and bury me in a coffin from Ikea. But like, they don't sell those, so it's gotta be like a fucking, like, one of those giant, like, entertainment stands. <laughs> They've all gotta, like, fly back from wherever the fuck they moved to get away from me, and like, <laughs> they're all just gonna be mad. They're just gonna be like, what the fuck are there so many screws? It's a cabinet, it's a snap. It's not, you don't need screws. Like, what the fuck, Dad? Why did you do this to us? <laughs> I should've just fucking cremated him. 
bullshit. <laughs> Fuck, Dad. Oh, man. I, uh, actually, I've been recovering. I got food poisoning recently, um, so I'm happy to be here tonight. Um, I don't know if you guys know like how you actually get diagnosed with food poisoning. Um, it's if you like feel really bad and then you go onto WebMD and you look up the symptoms of food poisoning and it says, oh, um, did you cry in a Target fucking line while you shit your pants? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did all those things. Um, guess I got food poisoning. Fuck. That sucks. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh... <laughs> no, I guess uh, Mel told me to like do like as many jokes as I wanted. So I I'm going to warn you guys. I'm doing a bunch of shit that I haven't done in a long time because I just started writing down like everything that I've done like over the past five years. It's um too much, um too much. Um, but like a little background about me personally. Um, you might not know it from looking at me, but I actually grew up in like a pretty bad neighborhood. Um, I know that because there's actually like a mathematical equation you can use figure out if you live in a bad area um what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take like a two square mile radius it's a mathematical term um you want to want to take the number of check cashing places in that two miles <laughs> then you're going to want to divide by the number of those that used to be a fast food restaurant um <laughs> like anything over 1.5 and you need to fucking just go um but no i lived in one of those um like, going to school in an area where, like, you're one of the only white kids in an elementary school, it is hard. Like, it's difficult, like, legitimately. Um, like, usually, like, recess usually went something like this for me. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, looks like four squares pretty full. Pretty big line on tetherball. Um, guess I'm just going to go get the shit beat out of me for being different. Um... <laughs> Sounds pretty good. I don't want to like bum you guys out, you guys, but like I took more senseless beatings than the dick of Helen Keller's first boyfriend. <laughs> oh. Wow, we've got an educated crowd tonight. We know. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, Helen Keller, who the fuck is that? Helen Keller? No. No senses on that lady. All right. I, uh,. <laughs> Figure I'll tell a story real quick to kick things off. Um, I actually, um, I'm super happy to be here, you guys, because like three years ago, I actually died in a cabin in the woods in Hocking Hills, Ohio. Allegedly. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Well, let's talk after this show. Um, now, three years ago, um, a bunch of Columbus comedians decided they were going to have this insane get-together. Um, everybody organized. We're going to plan a whole weekend. Hocking Hills, big cabin. 25 comics all got together. It was scary how organized everybody, everybody was because, like, I don't know if you guys, like, know comics. Like, you, you've all come out tonight, so maybe you know a few of us. Um, typically, I don't know what the word I would use to describe them. Um, pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of the word I'd probably use. Um, but no, like they were so laser focused about one thing in particular for this trip, and it was what drugs we were going to do and when. Um, had a big schedule planned out. Um, so night one, everybody's all right. I'm just gonna ease into this. Night number one, everybody's just gonna drop acid. 
Just get the toes wet. <laughs> so there were 25 people in this cabin. 23 of them dropped acid on the first night. Um, I was one of the two that sat things out. Because I figured, all right, you know, I've been around the block. I don't really need to do this. It's fine. You guys have your fun. So everybody, like, starts doing it. Like an hour or two goes by. Everybody's like, you can tell they're, like, seeing shit. They're like... Doing the fucking that stupid shit. <laughs> and then, like, about three hours in, it's just like, all right, everybody's really hitting that wall. So I'm like, I'm going to probably need to relax a little bit. So I went into the kitchen, and I ate a weed brownie, you know, like, just to be responsible. Um, <laughs> and then I made the mistake that everybody makes, and that was, like, I went, like, 15, 20 minutes, and I was just like, that's ah, not doing shit. I'm going to eat another one. Um, yeah, you all. <laughs> yeah, you all know. Uh, <laughs> so then, like, all right everybody's like really fucking wigging out a little bit. And like, I'm starting to feel that shit because I did way too much. So I'm like, just kind of walking around. I'm like, I need to calm down because I'm responsible for these people right now. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go. I'm going to relax. I'm going to sit in the hot tub. It's up on the balcony. I can see everybody. I've got a good vantage point, you know, what? and there's a bottle of bullet bourbon sitting there. I'm just going to start drinking some bullet bourbon in the hot tub. <laughs> So I'm sitting in the hot tub just drinking a bunch of bullet bourbon straight from the bottle, you know, getting real hot and real drunk the way you should. Um, and uh, no, and then I start to feel like, uh, I don't know, what do you call that? Real sick. Um, so I decide, all right, I need to get up. I'm just going to walk through the house, make sure everybody's okay. And I go into the kitchen and like the entire fucking thing, it looks like a foam party happened because somebody decided to put dish soap into the dishwasher that needs dish detergent. The whole fucking kitchen looks, it's insane. Because like for some reason, like when you're high, you're just like, oh shit, I'm in the fucking shadow world right now. I need to be helpful. Like that's, that's a thing. It's the best person though, someone that does that. And I'm like, all right, well, that'll, that'll, that'll be fine. Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom, and what I did was I just fucking passed the fuck out on the bathroom floor. And so at this point, we're about five, six hours in. Everybody's tripping pretty hard. First person finally comes into the bathroom. They find me. I'm laying on the floor, really not moving. I like to call this a brownout. I'm not, I'm not blacked out. I'm browned out. Like, I'm not moving anywhere, but I'm kind of conscious. I hear them say this, oh fuck, Dave is dead right now. <laughs> Yikes. So they go out and they get a couple other people um, and they all kind of look at me. They all decide, yeah, I'm probably dead. Um, then someone says, somebody needs to go get Tasha right now. Tasha is a nurse. <laughs> to get Tasha. Tasha comes. She inspects my body. She just kind of looks at me. She doesn't like fucking do the thing with the mirror where you see if I'm breathing or like check my pulse or anything. I don't know how to tell you guys this. Dave is dead. I'm a little bit mad. Um, like... Like, not because I'm, like, here telling all of you this story right now. 
But like, because mostly because Tasha was not a nurse, you guys. <laughs> Tasha was a receptionist at a mental hospital. Um, <laughs> I think that's bullshit. Um, oh man, no, I do. Um, I do like suffer from some mental stuff though. Um, I've got really bad anxiety. Um, a couple months ago, probably like three or four months ago, I started taking CBD oil to like help with my anxiety. I don't know if anybody does that. It's pretty good. Like the only real noticeable side effect that I've had so far is I just can't fucking stop telling people publicly about CBD oil. It's so good. My joints feel amazing. Like it's so. Oh, man, no. I've got, like, a really big, like, family thing. Like, anxiety runs through the whole family. Like, even my dogs have anxiety. <laughs> so, like, I've got to do that thing, you know, where, like, you fucking get the pill and you, like, put it in a little slice of cheese and you fold it up and you give it to them. It's a little treat. And then, like, I very quickly realized, like, that's the best possible way you can take drugs, you know? Like... <laughs> So now I like to take a little Percocet and fold it in a craft single, and like that's just a <laughs> fucking really good night for me, you know? You gotta treat yourself. I, <laughs> that's like legitimately my favorite fucking thing about American healthcare right now is that it's so much easier for me to get mental health care for my dog than for myself. <laughs> so I'm at the vet a lot. Um, <laughs> It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like lately it just seems like he, he can't really focus at work. Um, <laughs> he's fucking terrified of thunderstorms. Thunderstorms, yeah, yeah. Um, no, give my fucking dog Adderall. Give him Adderall, please. He needs it. <laughs> oh God, now I have three dogs at home. Probably too many, yeah, too many, yes, okay. I have three dogs at home. The oldest one I'm actually starting to worry about a little bit, though. He's 11 years old. Um, kind of weird reason that I'm actually worried about him. Um, worried that my dog is gay, you guys. <laughs> I know, that's dumb. Um, the reason I'm worried about him is that like every single time I let him out into the yard, he's really excited to go out. He runs out in the yard, and the entire time, he just kind of he just skips the whole time. I don't know, a little gay, I don't know. <laughs> Took him to the vet, worried about my dog. He said, Dave, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but dogs don't have sexual orientations. Your, your dog is a torn ACL. He needs a $3,000 surgery. <laughs> you guys, I'm not gonna let that bigot put my baby in a box. $3,000 fucking dollars. It's a gay dog, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> dog is gay as shit. <laughs> oh, man. You might have noticed it is 96 fucking degrees out today. It's really hot. Hot fucking summer. I hate this shit. I've um, been doing a lot more to, like, get out of the weather. I've been, like, doing hot weather activities. I've been going to the movies a lot lately. I, uh... I don't really like what they're doing with movie theaters recently, though. Like, specifically, AMC Dine-In theaters. I don't know if you guys have been to those. Thank you. Yes, the Dine-In. Like, it's too much. It's way, way too fucking comfortable in those places. Like, they will put you in a Lazy Boy recliner 
you'll get a server that will just bring you like a bowl of mac and cheese while you lay the fuck down. Like, <laughs> that's too much. That's way too fucking much. Like at this point, I feel like I am just paying $37 to just fall asleep in the recliner. A teenager got his first hand job. Like, <laughs> Shit's crazy. Like that fucking waiter might as well bring me a fucking clean needle and a baggie of heroin. Results gonna be the same every fucking time. I'm going to sleep in Spider-Man every single time. Heroin jokes never do well in Ohio. You're right. All right. Oh man, no. I do like summer though. I hate that it's fucking like still happening, but like I like summertime activities. Like I fucking like the summertime smells, you guys. Like, I like the smell of a good fire. The other day, my neighbors had a fire. I woke up in the morning. I smelled it, and I was like, oh, that smells amazing. It's a shame they don't have a place to live anymore, but, like, you know. <laughs> it's a good, cl classic smell. <laughs> There's stuff you just can't do in the wintertime, you know? Like... My favorite thing that I see people doing, especially like on OSU campus, like dudes driving with the Jeep doors off. Can't do that in the wintertime. That's a summertime activity. I feel, though, personally, like every single guy driving a Jeep with the doors off looks like they're on their way to give somebody HPV. You know? <laughs> Just pull up next to him at a stoplight. They're like, what's up, bro? on my way to dis deliver this disappointing dick. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, why did I write that down? <laughs> All right, let's see. There's absolutely no transition into this one, you guys. <sighs> it's just been weighing on my heart a lot recently. Um, Panera Bread fucking sucks, you guys. <laughs> It's the fucking worst. It's the worst. I feel like Panera Bread is like the most expensive place that nobody actually likes. <laughs> like Panera is like the equivalent of like your boyfriend Chris that like you spend two years with. But you don't really like him, but like you don't like to be alone. It's just like. <laughs> it's like. No, this is, it's fine. No, this is fine. Like, no, Panera has a good job. It's fine. <laughs> like, I fucking hate that place. Oh, it's so bad. Like, you just walk in and, like, the whole environment's weird. They're just like, oh, could I interest you in this $1 fucking sandal cookie that also tastes like a sandal? Like, please ignore the crying coming from the AA meeting over by the fireplace we have for some fucking reason. Like, <laughs> like, are we a Korean spa or a restaurant? We don't know. Nobody knows. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, oh wow. We see that you ordered a sandwich. I'm sorry, we're out of everything. Would you like a fucking loaf of bread with it? <laughs> Panera, we fucking suck. That's... Oh, wait, no, I found a dented apple on the floor. You can have this. 
Panera Bread is my favorite place to order a fucking smoothie and just know that it's gonna shut that fucking line down for 45 minutes <laughs> and cause a goddamn existential panic in everyone in that restaurant. All right, that was my Panera Bread joke. Um, <laughs> all right, you guys have been on board so far. Let's take a left turn. How about this? Does anybody else agree it has gotten way, way too expensive to make eye contact with a homeless person? Anybody? <laughs> All right. All right, we spend time in the short north. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Scully's parking lot. Yes. All right. <laughs> Guys, I have way, way too many weird interactions with the homeless. I respect the hustle, though. I honestly do. Like, I feel like throughout fucking all of time, they've always had, like, this one script that they've just fucking stuck to. And it's always, like, it could be 1800s fucking Britain, and a homeless guy would, like, come out of the fucking tree line to, like, rub your horse's face with a dirty rag. <laughs> and he's like, hello, my lord. <laughs> could you spare a farthing? I'm trying to get to my wagon just over yonder that you can't see. Uh, <laughs> but like, inexplicably, that guy is still wearing a dirty Chicago Bulls windbreaker. Like, <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, like the craziest interaction that I ever had, it was on High Street, pulled up to a parking meter, parked my car, get out this guy comes up to me and he goes hey old man what's up <laughs> now my volume was that way on purpose he was right here <laughs> my name is rodney i work for the city to make sure nobody steals your shit <laughs> it's not a job no you don't um <laughs> that's not a thing before i could actually like intervene say anything to him um he had a very important question for me do you smoke rocks? <laughs> no, I do not. Um, do I look like I do? I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. But once again, before I could say one single word, Rodney cut me off again to tell me this. You might remember me from the news. From when my babies burnt up in the house. I mentioned I've got anxiety. Um, I couldn't fucking do this conversation, so I reached into my pocket, and I pulled out the only bill that I had, and it was a $20 bill. And what Rodney gave back to me was the deepest and wettest kiss. <laughs> Directly into my ear that I have ever received. <laughs> Well, you guys, it was, it was honestly a blessing, because, like, I haven't been sick in, like, five fucking years, you guys. <laughs> like, that shit was like getting 12 fucking flu shots at once. <laughs> it's 2019. I think you should get your kids vaccinated, but if you're against it, at least do some shit like fucking let them make out with a homeless guy. Um... <laughs> They will never, ever get sick. 
Not even a cold. <laughs> oh, man. I am starting to feel my age like a little bit, though. Like, I actually just got invited to my 10-year high school reunion, you guys. Thank you for the ugh. That was a good response. I, uh, I'm actually excited for my reunion because it's going to give me a chance to finally break out that old class ring that I had melted down into a single bullet. Um, <laughs> should be a pretty good time. You guys will probably, you'll hear about it probably. Um, <laughs> I think the most fucked up part about that joke personally is that I was actually homeschooled. Um, <laughs> that's a, like, fuck dad, that guy's a dick. Uh, I've been out of school 10 years. I've learned a lot. You learn a lot, you know. Pretty immediately, like, out of high school, like, I turned 21. I started going out to bars a lot. I learned a lot about myself at that age. Um, one thing in particular that I learned about myself very early on, going out to the bars, um, learned that I don't have something that some people might refer to as black dick confidence. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um... <laughs> So I used to go out to the bars with my black friend Bradley, um, and like I noticed immediately that like he had very different approaches to like talking to women at the bar. Um, one particular night, like I walked up, walked by, heard him talking to a lady, and um, his conversation went something like this: "Girl, why don't you just stop playing around and let me bless you with this dick?" <laughs> I didn't even know you could say that to a person. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. A blessing. Considered his penis a gift from God himself, you guys. That's fucking wild to me. Like, because at best, my dick is like a minor inconvenience, you know? <laughs> like, if my penis was a person, it would be like... Your friend who means really well, but he's just always asking if you're mad at him, you know? Like. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. Stop being so sad. <laughs> if our individual dicks were the prizes on the showcase showdown on The Price is Right, mine's like the first one, you know? It's always like a washer dryer set, you know? It's like. Super, like, super convenient. You could use it. It's fine. You could... It's not a fucking jet skis and a trip to Aruba, though. You know, it's... It's, it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. I do have a lot of weird hobbies lately. Um, like, I've got nephews that are 10 and 11 years old. They play a lot of video games. I play a lot of video games. I try to connect with them. So like we'll play Fortnite together. It's a fun game. We uh we all like join up. We get our headsets on. It's fucking stupid. Like we all like like we're working a fucking Wendy's fucking drive-through in our living room. But uh like a lot of the times like they'll forget that I'm actually there cuz like they've got their friend. We've got four people. It's them, a friend, me, their fucking 30-year-old uncle. It's weird. <laughs> They have their little, like, kid conversations, and, like, it start. It, it, let me talk about some weird shit. The conversation that bothered me the most, um, they, had, they said this. 
how much money would it take for you to suck a dick? Okay, 10 and 11 years old, I will remind you, but you know what, boys will be boys, whatever, they're gonna have that. The answer made me angry. <laughs> because he said $10 million. <laughs> Way too much, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in that moment, I could fucking tell that piece of shit has never paid a bill in his life. Like, <laughs> you guys, I have had an electric bill that has been following me for months, $87. That's my answer right there, $87. Suck a dick right now, right here, let's do it. You guys can back up the fucking Brinks truck, all right? Not with $87 in it, full of individual dicks, I will suck for $87 each. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Oh, man. Again, absolutely no transi transition. I, um, I do have a son. I have a son at home. He's cool. He's pretty fun. He's a cool guy. Um, he's three years old. It's really, um, I don't know, it's interesting having a, having a three-year-old, like, in this current climate. Like, I just, I just, I just have, I'm just, like, racked with the constant guilt of like bringing a child into a fucking world that is constantly burning where like our president has convinced people that like windmills make you gay or whatever the fuck that is like it's like guys in Iowa are just like I can't even go to a fucking mini golf course anymore fucking fucking wind goddamn windmill made me want to fuck a guy it's crazy so oh man that's depressing <laughs> Oh God, I did. Um, I did start taking him to a new school. He actually started like his real school. It's been a hard transition, mostly for me, um, because like at his old preschool, I was like the cool dad. Yeah, no, it's a thing. Those kids, those kids fucking loved me there. It got to a point where like I actually went into the school to pick him up at the same time as another dad, and like we're both walking in, we both get to the class at the same time. The other guy's son. His name is Eli. He runs up and he comes up to both of us at the same time. He says, oh, my God, today I made a picture for you. And he gave it to me. <laughs> I was just like, God damn, Eli, I didn't know you could cuckold a parent, but you just fucking did it. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> you invented something today. Oh, God. No, it's fun. It's fun, like, having him, like, at this developmental state because, like, I feel like where he is with, like, his vocabulary and the way that he can actually say things phonetically, like, my kid always kind of sounds a little bit like a Jamaican dude right now. It's like, here's an example of something he might be trying to say. He has a balloon over there. Here's how my kid would say it. Him got a balloon over there. No bumba clap. Brah, brah. Like, what the fuck was that? Why did you do that? Like, we've got to stop letting that fucking kid watch BET Uncut. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do feel bad for my son, though, like legitimately, because like, I'm dumb. I don't have like any like sage advice to give my kid. Like the only real like good advice that I have to give my son right now is like, don't be someone's first anything sexually. That's all I got. 
You just don't want to do it. It's like, I know when I was in middle school, the first hand job that I ever got was pretty bad. It was, um, it's like, I feel like a middle school girl just thinks that boys are angry as fuck at their dicks. Like, it felt like I put my penis in the fucking, like, blood pressure cuff at a CVS. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, you're just squeezing. Stop squeezing. Why? No. Oh, that's too much squeezing. 115 over 75, though? That's great. Like, what the? Oh, shit, I'm healthy. All right. That's what's up. But then, like, on the other side, like, if you've got a little girl, I feel like being a boy's first fingering has got to be, like, the most violent act a person can encounter. Like, it's like, they don't know what they're doing. They're just, like, fucking palms down, just like, ah, 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 ah. Like, looks like fucking E. Honda from Street Fighter trying to fuck up that car in the bonus round. It's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> Just a fucking, just a fucking kid. <laughs> you know, that's just a fucking, just a fucking 14 year old boy trying to tunnel his way out of Shawshank, you know? <laughs> and he's like, got the fucking audacity to be like, did you come? It's like, <laughs> It's like, I'm bleeding. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Should have told that joke later on. I just realized on my set list. That's fine. <laughs> oh man, but no, I do feel bad. A lot. Um, I do a lot of comedy. I go home late nights. I'm usually pretty drunk. Nothing makes you feel like a bigger piece of shit than when you go home drunk from a comedy show and you eat all of your kids' good snacks. Um, <laughs> you've never seen a more sad child than a child who opens the fridge and realizes there should be six Lunchables in there. There's just not. It got to a point where, like, I've started telling my son that there's a bad man that comes into our house. <laughs> Life was pretty mad. Um, so you can't tell our son there's a bad man that comes into our house. And I said, you know what? You fucking tell him about Santa Claus. So there's got to be a yin to this yang, all right? <laughs> bad man just comes way more often. Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, I do worry about my kid, though. Um, I feel like music's bad, you guys. I feel like music's pretty shitty. Like right now, Billboard top charts, Post Malone. He's right there. Post Malone, you guys. Post Malone looks like the worst possible outcome of an Amish rumspringa. <laughs> He's on top of the fucking world. Like, but I don't know. Like, in particular, like, I grew up with a lot of R&B music. R&B music today is terrible. I grew up in the 90s when R&B music was great. We had groups like Boys to Men. I'll make love to you like you want me to, and I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. That's a beautiful song. Jodeci. I want to freak you. 
I just got wet saying that right now, you guys. And then you go forward, 10 years. There's a group called Pretty Ricky. Girl, you got me open, no joking, coochie swollen. <laughs> they sold one million records with those words on it. That's not a love song, you guys. That's a diagnosis from a doctor that you found on Craigslist. <laughs> but it got worse because like two years ago, Omarion had a hit song, I Might Let You Show For Me, But You've Gotta Eat The Booty Like Groceries. <laughs> It's not really romantic. It's also not a good deal for you at all. Let's talk about it. I might let you drive me around in your car. You gotta eat my ass a little bit. How about that? I promise you can do better. Negotiate a little bit. How about that? I'll eat the booty like groceries. I just want some Fuel Perks rewards points. How about that? 20 cents off a gallon, that's all it takes. I will apologize for R&B music like a tittle, tiny bit though, because like throughout all of time there has been one line dudes have sang and it kind of goes with the other thing. Girl, I wanna make you feel like it's your first time. No you don't, what the, f no you don't. What does that even mean, you guys? Like kind of painful and behind a Dairy Queen? What the fuck is that? Uh, I am going to end on this, though. Um, as Mel mentioned, I am married. I am in a polyamorous relationship with a bisexual woman, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. No, you're wrong, though. Um, oh, you guys, it's the worst. Let me tell you about it. Um, very, very specifically, um, I am talking about the fear that I have of the strap-on dildo. Let's, Because you guys, every bisexual girl has one. Don't let them lie to you. That is not a gun in a lockbox under their bed. That's a fucking cat hair resistant box for a fucking dick, all right? <laughs> The tension that I had just being in the room with it was fucking palpable. It felt like being trapped in a room with a chimpanzee and a loaded handgun, you guys. Because you know, like eventually, it's gonna get the idea to use it. So one particular night, um, she looks at me and she goes, you know, I would love it if you sucked my dick. I'm sorry, you're, what? <laughs> but like, we both knew that I knew exactly what she was talking about. So I had to have like this internal monologue with myself. All right, Dave, you've been with her for a while. You can half-ass your way through a rubbery blowjob, you know? <laughs> uh, you know that terrible blowjob that some girls give, like they're licking an ice cream cone made of snakes, like? <laughs> Is that what you like? It's like, no, like nobody fucking likes that. Who's, who the fuck told you someone likes that? But then shit got fucking pretty serious because she looked at me and she goes, no, you suck it like you mean it. 
And I got scared. <laughs> Not because of like what she said or how she said it, but like because in that moment, I was for the first time in my life self-conscious about my dick-sucking abilities. You guys. <laughs> All right, that's been it for me. Give it up for your host, Mel, and everybody else tonight. Yeah. Damn, I was ready for more. Were you guys ready for more? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dave Berkey. All right. So, I hope you guys have been noodling. Your first, your first prize is gonna be chosen by me. It is going to be the first one of you motherfuckers that comes up with a question at all. All right, I'm gonna, all right, all right. Kelsey Lane has the first hand in the air before I even got my first question off. So I'm gonna ask one question first, then Kelsey's gonna get, and I think we might as well just go ahead and, and oh, Tyson, you, you can't give the giveaway right now because you have to pee first? Just give it to me. All right. We're all, all of us are drunk listeners. There's no one here not drunk at this point, I hope. I have done my damnedest to make sure. Kelsey, claim your prize. This is the vainiest chocolate I have ever seen in my life. And well, no, we're going to. The prize is for the first person brave enough to ask a question. You're setting the stage, okay? So I hope it's a good one. Jesus Christ, you've already got the prize. I kind of, I've been curious how that, okay, so for the listeners, like we've all had a good time. The listeners have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Um, This is a, what would you say? I would say like at least five inches of chocolate dick. Whatever. We'll have a reference for that later. Spoiler alerts. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) I'd like to invite all the comedians back to the stage at this moment for the question and answer section of the show. Woo! Yeah. I feel very sad. No, you you guys deserve to clap. This is fucking huge. I feel very sad that my whiskey is almost empty as I'm beginning the question and answer section. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely hit this and have uh, my roommate, Tyson. (sighs) Can you give me another one of those, buddy? He is so drunk. It's amazing. (laughs) No, give it up for Tyson. He is like the fucking engineer of this show. Yeah, Tyson's fucking huge. Like, he's... Yep, keep going. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's teaching me how to edit. He's the fucking brains behind the operation for fucking sure. I am not. This is why he has to tape this recording device to this stool, is because he is the brains and I am not. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to ask a quick question, then we're going to get to Kelsey's question. I'm going to let her keep noodling on that, because I put a lot of pressure on her. All right, so did you guys have any, uh, I'm gonna, this is going to be a three, you know, you guys each take a turn at this question. Did you guys have any jokes tonight that you thought maybe you weren't sure about? Uh, maybe you want to admit which ones they were? All right, Ian. 
Uh, there's a part where I was like, I was one of those give Donald Trump a chance guys. Uh, <laughs> and everybody like <laughs> retracted, like, uh, like you could feel it. Uh, and that's always one of those jokes where it's just like 85% of the room can hate it. And <clears throat> that happens a lot. So can I like I'm going to interject that I'm a little offended that you thought that would happen in my living room and I'll give the mic back. Yeah, y'all seem cool as hell. So, like, I knew it was good. Yeah. I'm just going to look at this real quick. It was like all of them. Uh, I've got very low self-confidence. Uh, I usually think they're all going to be bad. So thank you guys for liking most of that shit. Uh, no, I practice a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was when I was doing that Pizza Hut joke. Like when you do stand up, especially if you're doing a longer set, there's like at one point you got to be like, okay, this is the time where I have to really be confident, or I'm gonna blow this whole thing. <laughs> and when I was doing that joke. I was like, really, like I was like, how does this joke go? And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> and then I remembered. <laughs> Nice. All right, Kelsey, come up here with your giant chocolate apparatus. <laughs> that is the best way for the listeners of this podcast for me to explain it. Is it already eaten? Have you already eaten it? <laughs> I just want to point out that for the listeners at home that can't see the beautiful irony in this situation, Kelsey got a black dick and is also with the only black person here. So... <laughs> I think this was the best that a chocolate dick could go for. So, yeah, that doesn't make me feel awkward at all. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so yeah, yeah, let's just go ahead and look at Rick Carr for a second because he's such a beautiful motherfucker. Kelsey, come up in That's here. Heavy. All right. This is. Go to bed, kids. <laughs> This is excellent podcasting, taking pictures during a podcast. It's, it works so well over audio. All right, Kelsey, have you had enough time to think long and hard about the pressure that uh, happened when you inadvertently raised your hand thinking it wasn't a big deal? I immediately knew what I was going to ask as soon as I walked through this door. God damn. I fucking appreciate that. That is huge. I love you. All right, I'm going to hand this microphone over. Ask your question. Let me double fist real quick. <laughs> Hi, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Intimidated? Yeah. <laughs> My question is, have any of you ever faked an orgasm? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, start with the <laughs> Um, you know, sometimes your heart's not in it, you know? Uh, <laughs> or you just take antidepressants, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one time I accidentally did meth, and uh, that I didn't come that time. Uh, <laughs> but I did get my butt eaten for the first time, so that's like, you know... Uh, a moment. 
My heart came. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious from tonight. Like, <laughs> I drink, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, sometimes you just uh, can't do it. So you got to give the old, uh, ah, ah, like, you got to give them the old. <laughs> you know, you got to sell it. It's like fucking... It's like fucking pro wrestling. You got to take that fall, you know? <laughs> I have a long history of helping women cheat on their boyfriends, right? <laughs> and one time this girl was like, he can only do it like five times in one night. Well, it turns out I can't do it six, but I can fake it, you know? So, so we're good. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, I got to tell you, you know, that's exactly what we're looking for. That is exactly right. You fucking nailed it. You nailed it. Good question. Does your boyfriend fake orgasms a lot? Is that why? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. We will not call Trey to question. He's a good dude. <laughs> All right. The next person with a fucking question. Ben Lux, you get to you get to be a, have a spot on the show if they think you deserve more. We'll uh, save that. You know what? You know what? You know what? This is the first time I've done this. Actually, like from here on out, like, what do you guys think? Should we just pick the the people at the end of the show, or do you want to do it immediately after? Because after this, you guys have you are the judges. Everybody. We got to see everybody. everybody. We got to see everybody, and then we'll judge after. All right. Everybody uh, seems to be in agreement. <laughs> Are you in agreement, Dan? Yeah, you gave me $150. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I didn't give you anything. I just opened my house up. These people gave you $150. Bucks. But, but the next question is from Ben Lux. If you want to ask somebody else, that's fine. No, 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 no. You raised your hand. The first raised hand I see is the one I go for. So, Ben, here you go. How much money would you suck a dick for? <laughs> oh, it sounds like it's going straight to you, but we'll get some backup answers as well, of course. You go first. Uh, is it really 87? Yeah, it's not 87. It's, um... 92? Oh. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become an auctioneer real quick. We got 92. We got 92. We got 92. We got 92. All right. Now there's a bunch of free beer here. We'll figure it out. No. <laughs> it's I not 430 on my Venmo account. <laughs> 430. Anybody beat 430? 430. 430. 430. 430. He's got <laughs> Looks like I'm sucking a dick for 430. You guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't really have an answer. I don't know. Pass it along. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably less than that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I make good money. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just give me some tequila and put on Toxic by Britney Spears. I think I could, <laughs> think I could fucking handle it. Uh, I'm slipping under, baby. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I, I'm still thinking of an answer. Uh, <laughs> But before the show, Dan Seabree actually showed me all of the pictures of that time he accidentally did meth. Uh, 
And I think I know what it would take for Dan Seabee to <laughs> suck a dick. <laughs> and it's Adderall that he thinks is, or it's, it's meth that he thinks is Adderall. Uh, I'm just going to go say anything six figures. Like, without, like, I, I'm not sure, but if someone was like six figures, I'd be like, hopefully that doesn't include the sense. Like, I'm in, though. You know what I mean? Fair enough. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to answer that. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, you got the chance for a garden gift bag with a yet-to-be-revealed prize. We already have a hand in the air before I even give the rest of the... Of the come on up here, Angelina. Yay. Yeah! <laughs> we'll edit out that little silence because... This fucking woman deserves a fucking hand. Yeah, give it up for Angelina. And ask your question. All right, I want to know how unflappable you guys are. What person would most throw you off your game in the audience? Whether it's like girlfriend, mother, PO, what would most throw you out? Damn, I like that. What's going to fuck your game? I mean, if, like, a murder occurred, that would probably fuck me up. Uh, <laughs> is that, like... <laughs> it'd, be <fun> uh, <laughs> it'd be funny if someone, like, ripped ass real loud. That'd, <laughs> that'd throw me off, because I'd be like, that's better than anything I have. Uh, <laughs> so, probably, yeah, I would get buried by a fart. That would be... Oh, man. I've got multiple answers for this. Because, like, when I was six months into comedy, my dad saw me <laughs> do comedy. Um, and, like, one of the first jokes I actually ever wrote was that strap-on joke about sucking my wife's dick. Um, he didn't like it very much, but um, that was actually fine. Um, I feel like you see, like, a lot of weird shit happen. Like, the, the longer you perform, like, I feel like anytime like, a server, like, breaks glassware or something or, like, somebody just drops shit, and it actually made me mad because I was at our space bar show with Doug and a lady fucking just, like, dropped a glass. And, like, I had nothing, so I was just like, that lady dropped a glass! And it's like, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so I thought about it for, like, two weeks until I came up with, like, a response for if that ever happened again. And it was just like, oh, my God, Stone Cold Steve Austin has entered the arena. And, like, that's all I've got. <laughs> that was a bad answer. I'm sorry. Ian. Um, I have this fear. Uh, it's that one time I'm going to be like, I love going to work high, and then I'm just going to look up, and my boss is going to be staring at me. <laughs> and I'll be like, fuck. Uh, that or Kim Jong-un. Uh, I think it'd be weird. <laughs> I would just be like, what the fuck? It's him and Dennis Rodman. That's crazy. Yeah. Having a standard moment on stage is no big deal for work, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, does anybody else? We got a hand in the air. Oh, we're having a pause. Ow. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I. What's your name again? I. We had a great conversation. I shared a lovely hug. And I think it's Krista. Oh, my God, that's it. And that's Chris. And that's Matt. God, I'm doing so good. I'm so proud of myself. Of course, I remember Savannah. Like, yeah, she's, she's just a lovely person. Yeah. All right, Krista, tell us what your question is right now. My question is this. Who is on your ideal laser tag team? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, Ian's got a hand in the air. He wants to talk about laser tag right the fuck now. 
Give it up, buddy. Here's the thing. Last time I went to laser tag, everyone got super pissed. Uh, Cause me and my friends rolled in like seven deep, and we were just like, "We're here to play laser tag." And there was like this seven. This kid had seven people at his birthday party that were also looking to play laser tag. Yeah, you ever fucked up an eleven-year-old's birthday like that? <laughs> also, if you can get over two hundred and seventy points at Magic Mountain, they will give you a prize, <laughs> and you will have beaten our record. So my question to you is: Do they have to be real people? Uh, Rambo, just me and him. We're gonna <laughs> fuck up everybody. Uh, John Wick, if it's like there's more than ten, I would say if, it, if there's more than ten, it's me, Rambo, and John Wick. All right, I've got my answer. Um, I'm a little worried about saying it because I know you're not supposed to say this thing I'm about to say. Um, but I don't know if any of you have actually played laser tag. A lot of you have, yeah. It's fucking like lots of corridors, lots of high walls and shit. Um, my answer would be seven real stealthy midgets. Um, <laughs> good luck. The Obamas, Elizabeth Warren. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, Mark Maron be funny. <laughs> Next question. All right, we got a hand, we got a hand. And now we have an actual contest. There will be more people than prizes. Hey, keep thinking of your questions. There's gonna be more of these. Uh, we, need, we need more content, okay? We have not gone long enough for a, for a Lampshade Media production. All right, what is your question? What's your favorite flavor of ramen noodle? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> expecting everyone to have culture. I love this woman. No, you should not take that off for the rest of the night. Thank you. I bought that for your head. He has now put a orange lampshade on his head, and I love Dan Seabree forever. So anyway, what's your favorite ramen? I like. I honestly feel like I'm low class uh, because of this question, but it's like got to be chicken, right? No. No? Uh, all right. Jesus Christ. All right. Thank you, right? Like me, like me and this chick about to go eat ramen, play laser tag. Like, yeah. you're cool, Krista. Yeah, yeah. No, he's more Mexican than Korean. <laughs> wow. All right. Was that? Was, was that? Was, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Too I far. Don't... Too far. <laughs> Just keep drinking whiskey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is tough because I've got them all at the house. Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, another contra controversial word. I'm gonna go with Oriental. Oh. Oriental oh. is the shit. Yeah, and yes. After you judged me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That was amazing. Whoa, nice catch, sorta. Dedicated uh, <laughs> to fucking this show up. Um. Congratulations. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Go ahead. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. you mind throwing that drink on me, too? <laughs> uh, I like the shrimpy ones. Those are good with the spiciness, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I watched this. I was stoned one time, and I watched this YouTube video. If you put... Uh, either a vegan craft single or a regular craft single and a scoop of peanut butter in your ramen when you make it. What? Yeah, dude, for real. It makes it taste like uh, pad thai. It's fucking delicious. Do you have to be high to enjoy it? No. No, but it helps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friendly to eat that on bread. Oh, 
Yeah, I have a friend who used to just like make one of those, get three pieces of bread, toast them, put it on it, and eat it. I think he's in jail now. So like, <laughs> you, you know, you do you. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. You got something. All right. All right. Here we go. Vince, you're coming next. Vince, Vince is going after me. So imagine I'm at the mall and I go to Lids to buy a fly ass Boston Red Sox hat because I'm white. And (laughs) so I know you work there, but where would you two work at the mall? If I went to the mall to buy a Boston Red Sox hat, because I'm white, and I went to other stores besides Lids, what store would you work at? Except for Lids! Let's take Lids off the menu, we're talking malls! Real quick, I need need you to know, security guard at Lids is not a real position. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Ian, where would you work at the mall? Uh, I would work, so it would be at a hot topic, but like pre-2005, you know what I mean? Like back when it was cool. I feel like I just, I feel like I just look like a Sparrow guy, you know? Like, uh, it's just what I am. Well, I did work at a JCPenney for a year and, uh, that was fun. I got really stoned the whole time and, uh, but if I had to choose though, I would choose Chick-fil-A. Hear me out. I don't eat meat anyway, so get off my back. But <laughs> but what I would do is you have to wear a hat. So I'd like paint a pentagram on my forehead every day and then have and then have my hat hide it, but then every once in a while I'd just pop it up for just a second and then pull it right back down. <laughs> so like, Sorry, forehead sweaty. I don't <laughs> I have this weird rash all of a sudden. <laughs> All right, Vince, you had your hand in the air for a second. We're going to take all of that hand and hand you this microphone into it. A lot of hands. Okay. All right, give it up. What would your superpower be? Oh, oh. Oh, the old superpower question. If anybody says invisibility, they are fucking creepy. (laughs) I would lactate oil. (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out. 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 Crude. Crude. Crude, hear me out. I would also shit weed. (laughs) Here's the thing. At the end of the day, everybody's just going to say superpowers, they're going to give them power or money, right? I have an unlimited supply of oil and weed. I have all of the power and money. God damn. I thought about it. I thought about it. All right, so he said that, but like... Invisibility, but like nothing creepy. My thing would be like, <laughs> I'd like fucking love to go to the airport and just like fuck with everybody in TSA going through the X-ray. Just <laughs> be like, this guy's got so many bones. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what? Is, what is that about? The guy's got two fucking sets of bones. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, leave it to Dave Berkey to think of a non-fucking-creepy way to be invisible. I'd freeze time so I could steal shit from rich people. I think that... <laughs> yeah. Free condoms for everybody. <laughs> well, 
That, yep. was, <laughs> that was a short answer, and it was uh, exactly perfect. And that lampshade should be on your head. I'm a little offended. All right. We got, we got one more question in this audience, and I just haven't found it yet. Oh, it's this motherfucker right here. All right, so we were kind of workshopping this one earlier, and you're kind of exempt, so this is a little bit different for you. But uh, <laughs> what do you name your firstborn, your secondborn? Wait, 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 what? What is your ideal name for your firstborn, for you, your secondborn child? Okay, it's a special question. There's a there's a special variation there for you yourself. He's already got a kid. He yeah oh, yeah course. yeah. He is a kid. Shit, Dan, you go first. <laughs> what would I name my first kid? <sighs> uh, that would be funny. If you need to think um, about it. I'll hold the lampshade. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think I would name my first child. Prince Bruce Springsteen Solange Seabree. That's what I would uh, name my kid. You know, you kept the last name. That's kind of conservative. Oh, whatever. That doesn't really matter. Who, who cares? Okay, whatever, man. Like, you know, whatever. All right, so, like, who's going next? Like, it looks like a battle between... You said me. All right, well, you, then you go next, Ian. I can't. I, like... The thought... Of me having a fake kid that I have to give this name to gives me anxiety. <laughs> like that's that's like I'm like, what would I name my kid? Oh fuck! Is like all that's going through. Uh, so uh, the fact that I can't think the only name, and it's like one of those things where it's like you've got a name, but it's inappropriate. But like until you say it out loud, nothing else is gonna like fit into your head. Like that's the only name you're gonna be able to think of. Uh, so Malcolm X. Uh, that's. <laughs> What I'm going to name him. Yeah. All right. For me, the answer is pretty simple. Um, if you think I have any fucking say in this whatsoever, <laughs> you are out of your goddamn mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucking yeah, Natalie. <laughs> Give it up for Natalie Berkey right now. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, Angelina, you want to come up for your second try? Because I don't. You're at the back of the crowd, and I just don't want to walk that far. And I'm already so drunk anyway. Trey is willing to move out of the way because he's grabbing more beers. All right, here you go. Last question of the night. Uh, all right, is there a joke that you thought was hilarious but bombed horribly when you tried it on stage? <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah, buddy. Um, I was uh, heckled by a, a drunk feminist. Um, <laughs> and normally, uh, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when it happens to you, it's kind of a bummer. And because uh, uh, I was like, oh, damn, was I? Uh, <laughs> no. So the joke was that, like, that um, the first time I saw boobs was in the movie Titanic, which means 1,500 people had to die for me to see a pair of tits. And I think that's. <laughs> And I think that's unfair. And, and then she was like, men aren't funny. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of those, and I'm trying, so I guess not. Uh, and I cried. <laughs> no, I've, uh, I've told some pretty bad jokes in my day. Ian's heard a lot of them. Um, 
You and I let it fly from time to time. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the one that I was like most confident would be funny, but wasn't at all that I told way too many times was a joke about getting um, fisted by a shark bite survivor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to tell it right now, but um, that's oh, damn. That that's the one. I don't remember it, to be honest. <laughs> Do you remember when you had that joke about that dude that got eaten by an anaconda? No. Uh, there was like a month where it was like, Dave, quit watching the Discovery Channel. <laughs> no, it happens a lot because I like... I smoked way too much weed, and I'm just like, this is fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like, nope. Uh, but one where I'm just like, no, you guys are wrong. This is hilarious. Uh, is this joke, and I'm just going to tell it to you guys. Uh, if you're going to be a parent, you should go your entire your child's entire life without ever like beating it or destroying its self-esteem. But like, if you got to pick one, beat that kid you know what I mean like it's just see right like it's I think it's just too true you know what I mean all right well that's some good answers we know we know who we're talking to now we know who we're dealing with all right I'm uh, almost too drunk to uh, do my job right now as a host yeah so what we're about to do now is decide we have three Giveaways left. We have two spots on the podcast to talk to. Well, we've already. Okay, so I'm going to break it to you. I've already interviewed Dan. Okay, so you don't get to talk to Dan. Sorry. Yep. It was an amazing interview, though. You're going to love it. Um, but uh, Dave and Ian, I have not talked to yet. So that's two of you. You get to talk to Dave or Ian. Um, that's going to be random chance, okay? That's going to be all scheduling. But that's one prize. Well, no, that's two prizes. Yeah, I'm very drunk. And then Dan is holding this amazing garden. Should we show it now or after they win? Like, okay, okay, we're gonna show the garden gift after they win, and and the guest will describe it in detail. Um, okay, so you you guys huddle up. Uh, I will hold the microphone within like distance so that no one can understand what you're saying. Hold on, everyone, raise your hand who asked the question. <laughs> To be fair, we all have eaten like three edibles, uh, <laughs> so you know. No. One yeah, I don't know who's, who brought all the edibles. Like, all right, Ben. Yeah, Ben, who has been replaced by this. They're definitely whispering over there. Everybody with their hands in the air wants to be remembered for sure. Angelina has two hands in the air. She ain't gonna use that though. He just said. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody interpreted that little comment. All right. <laughs> All right, you guys have made decisions for three gifts and three giveaways. All right, what are we starting with, Dan Seabree? We're going to start with the lovely garden gift bag. Um, Why was I talking into my whiskey? That's because I'm wasted. Go ahead, take that mic. Guys, I think Mel's drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, the winner of this uh, garden come thing is, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Angelina, baby, come on! Woo -woo -woo! Um, yeah. Now, Angelina, now that 
Now that you own it, I feel uncomfortable touching it. Dave, she's coming up because we got Rick Carr here taking pictures. And uh, he definitely wants to get a picture of this action. We got a nice bag here. Angelina, describe this as you open this. Let's uh, let's go go ahead for the unboxing right now. It's really tight. Uh, all right, let me get this open. Oh wow, six inch. You're you're three. You are three. I don't know cock, but it's definitely a single cock, not like a triplex <laughs> cock. It's uh, balls included. Most realistic flesh ever, which is concerning because it's purple. Um, <laughs> incredible realistic detail. There are balls. I don't know why that those are on dildos. I don't understand. Uh, use with any vacuolock <laughs> set or... <laughs> okay, for the listeners, uh, can you repeat that comment from the side? The same reason they're on trucks. Thank you. We all laughed. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, God, there's paragraphs. Please don't. No, nope, she's described it enough, but I think there's enough lube to deal with this six-inch cock, I think. Do you agree? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Dan with the comments from the peanut gallery once again. (laughs) One more time. I mean, I don't know if I can recreate that. Okay, well, hopefully the room might picked it up. Angelina is also done with this conversation as she has walked away. Give it up for Angelina with her amazing question. Hey, once again, what is actually the prize? Like, what did she win? What kind of question was that? What exact, just the quantity. She was the, the bravest. Well, how do you guys define her prize? I, I just gave the mic to Dave Berkey for some reason because he's... Just so goddamn thick sitting down there. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian, go ahead. Give me, a, give me an answer. Uh, nah, she had two. Uh, she had badass hair the whole time. Uh, and she had creative and fun questions. They were, they were fun to answer. All right, so next prize. What are we giving away right now? We've already given away the uh, the. The biggest uh, dick in the room. Are you sure? I was gonna say six inches. That's statistically unlikely. (laughs) I don't know. Like I just, I, 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 my statistics are, uh, are, are only of one. I've, I've not seen another dick since high school. Cool. That's that. Like that seems low. Like I, or I see a lot of dicks. Like I'm not sure what the case is. He was a Christian till his like mid twenties. That's why. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were taught not to look at dicks. Yeah, that is a fact. <laughs> no, that's definitely a fact. All right. So anyway, I think we were on our track somewhere, and then I had a moment, and we started talking about six-inch dicks. So the next uh, prize, Dave. Tell me. Uh, your prize coming from the thickest boy on stage. <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> Uh, prize number two is going to go to Kayla. Krista. Krista! Krista! Uh, that was a good try. Was that was a good say, try. She was my homie. She should have done it. I should have. Uh, great question. Very creative question. You win the prize. All right, Krista. Well, you know what? I will non-creepily ask for your number at the end of this evening and have no expectations other than you will talk to us on a podcast. Is that cool? Sure. 
All right, let me let me hear you say that on the microphone for the courts. Sure. All right. Thank you. All right. Next next podcast interview questionnaire that will definitely be better than my questions. Comic guests, who is the winner? You drunk as hell, Mel. <laughs> Those words ain't. Did you you you're not familiar with the show? I I forgive you. All right. Um, it's actually gonna be we're gonna have like a double dip for the final winner. Uh, Kelsey, my girl back there, killing it Woo! right off the bat, off the cuff, <laughs> getting to the bottom of the fake male orgasm for, for all of us. Uh, and it was fun. Yeah, I like that. I like that because it was a fun question and she was fucking like right there with it. She raised her hand like I think as soon as I said there was a chance to ask a question. So, fuck yeah. You got, you got something you want to say about that? Mel, really the man of the hour. Too humble for it. Okay. You have created this whole night. We are all here because of you. Right? 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 You know there's no more prizes, right? I have the same question for you, sir. Have you ever... (laughs) Has there ever been a time where you found yourself having to fake an orgasm? Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Well, I'm, I'm almost 40, Kelsey, all right? And I drink whiskey like a motherfucker, and I smoke weed. So, yeah, that, that shit's real. <laughs> the only problem, the difference between me and these people is they know how to make that depressing shit funny. <laughs> so, that is not getting edited, by the way, for the live audience. That will not be edited. (laughs) You guys, uh, hey, comedians, give it up for this fucking audience. It's a badass audience. You guys have been awesome. And audience, you know, give it up for these comedians because they're fucking amazing. Yeah. For now, I will say that the uh, show is over, but the party is just getting started, so... This is uh, Lampshade Media Presents Live, and we're out. Produced by Lampshade Media. Edited by Tyson Shipman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Voiceover by Austin Hoover. And Mel did things too. Special thanks to Donnie Mossman and Griffin Browning for graphic design and Paddywagon Food for sponsoring our live events.